we're G2G. We're good to go. Welcome. Good to go. Welcome to maybe episode two of the Hopefully Good Not Great two. podcast. Yeah, depe- depending on uh, how episode one went. Yes. Hi, Jill. How are you doing? I'm good, Ryan. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. I overslept uh, this morning. <laughs> and you did not watch Survivor, so we can't talk about that. No, I didn't watch any of my programming really this week. I've been watching. I started Party Down for the first oh, time. I, do I need to watch that? And then, so so funny, I just wanted to watch it because I was watching Bachelorette the other day and Adam Scott and Lizzie Kaplan are in it. Which is and, the best movie in GG. G. And G. G2G. Good to go. It's from. Good. I know, but I'm trying to say Good Not Great. Good Not Great promotes that as right now uh, our favorite movie. Or- yeah, it's in my top five. I was talking to someone the other day and I was listing my top five favorite movies and it's in the top five. But collectively, Excellent. that's probably like if we saw someone on the street and was like, oh, what movie should we watch? We oh, yes. I recommend watch. it all the time. Bachelorette. Not the Bachelorette, the show. It's called Bachelorette. Starring Listeners. Oh, queen of all queens. Queen, our queen. I don't know. How, I feel like I used to not like her in like high school. And it's so funny now because she's such my queen. I've been loving her since Little Women. Oh, well, love. Real bitch. Amy March. But anyway, anyway Lizzie Kaplan, Adam then. Scott you know have a have a thing in that movie and i was like youtubing them or looking them up or oh it's because lizzie kaplan was on conan's podcast i don't know if you listened i have not yet so then that kind of led me down a little lizzie kaplan rabbit hole and yeah um, i guess on party down they have like a a -a tete-a-tete and i was like oh i've never watched this and i kind of want to watch something new sorry potomac i'll I'll continue and so i watched the first episode on the treadmill the other day and i was like this is a good treadmill show into it Mm -hmm. and it's only half hour yeah and the, the first two seasons are on Hulu, but my Hulu app sucks. So I watched the first season on Prime, um, but it's coming back. Adam Scott posted this morning in February. And I was like, I didn't even know that. That was just me. Like, no, I remember him talking about it on yeah. some podcasts when he was promoting Severance. Okay. Well, which my friend Rich tells me I have to watch and I don't just to make him mad because I don't think I'd like it. And he thinks I, I would care to watch it. Everyone thinks it's great. Good for them. Not for also, me. I don't know if I put this on the rundown formally, but after watching the first episode of Party Down, Jane Lynch is in it. Yes. It came out in 2009. And I was like, Jane Lynch, I feel like you were too big at that time for this show. And then I was well, in her IMDb. She's been in a million things, but yes. what were you going to say? Spoiler alert, she leaves like after the first season. And right, but and- there's only two seasons anyway. Right, okay. Also, but I so- think this season finale of two, because I, you know, I obviously looked just to see what the episodes were, is her wedding. So I think she comes back for the final episode mm-hmm. as like a, she's so funny in it though. She's like nuts in the first episode, but. Also, they might've filmed it before, like she popped off was that is that the glee well I guess glee's so they both came out in 2009 i think when i was looking at her imdb so yeah i'm like maybe they filmed this first but she was already in best in show and stuff like so it's funny like i think of party down again i knew a little bit about it after the fact not at the time i wasn't that cool and i don't you know i would think that she would be too big for that because like adam scott hadn't really popped off yet in our our collective parks and rec world yet Uh, you know lynch is also in the west wing I saw that when I was going through her IMDb the other day. I don't think she has a named role, but she's a reporter in the press. Also, room. she was nurse in Gilmore Girls episode. Yes. If you remember, which I, I also remember. remember from her IMDb. And then I remember that Emily was mean to her, if I recall. Ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. When Richard like, has his first, first heart season. attack. First heart attack. Yeah. When Luke comes and. Was Luke come that time? I think he so. Does, he drives her. 
because Rory yeah. took the car, took the Christmas party because Lorelai wasn't invited. Dumb bitch, Rory. Okay, okay. So party down. You just started. But yes. You recommend to a friend. Good, not great. Yeah, I've only seen one episode. I think it's going to be a Ryan show. Like, I think I'm going to like it. It's like, you right. know, Martin Starr, Lizzie Kaplan, you know, all people I find funny. Martin Starr looks so different in everything. I didn't even <laughs> recognize him. I was like, I know, I know who this is. And then I had to look it up and I was like, oh, it's Martin Starr. His face looks like the shoe bomber or whatever <laughs> they say, knocked up. Yes. Okay. For We both have six, the musical and our topics. So do you want to start there? I will start. Um, so Ryan and I frequent the national productions of musicals. We are um, from New York, so we're used to going to a lot of shows. And when we moved here, we jumped on the man wagon to the national tours. And we quite enjoy it, I believe. You did and first. Shout out to first. you. Yes. Thank you. Um, and Six the Musical came, which we've both been wanting to see and we've heard a lot about. Um, I could not go on the date that our subscription night was. My child was ill, so I stayed with her. So Ryan and our friends went, and That's I didn't stupid hear stupid bitch. <laughs> My daughter, not our friends. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, and I didn't hear from them the next morning. So I was like, oh, so I reached out to them. I was like, oh, so what's going on? And it was radio silence. So I knew that they had really liked it, but they didn't want to tell me to make me upset. So they all really loved it. So I was like, well, I have to go. And luckily six is running for two months here. Usually they only run for like two, three weeks. So it's pretty funny. It's pretty weird that it's there for two months, but good for us. Maybe they knew it would sell lots of tickets. I was telling, saying to dad, maybe a, um, Christmas show had canceled for the Emerson because I would think there'd be a Christmas show there now because that's why there's no like there's usually not a show this time because the Opera House has like the ballet and like oh Christmas okay show. I see what you're saying like like next year we won't have a show in a December. holiday show a holiday right. candle um so I was saying maybe a Christmas show canceled anyway so Ryan yeah. myself and our mother and father went to the theater for the Sunday matinee this week and we saw six the musical enjoyed, the musical <laughs> I enjoyed it um, the songs are still stuck in my head, so that's probably a good, good barometer. I do think it was more of like a concert and not a musical. Um, I did enjoy that it was only an hour and a half and there was no intermission. That was I, kind of the, that's the kind of the conceit of it all, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. it is a story, the Six Wives of Henry VIII and discussing them. And I thought all the girls were amazing and they had great voices i will say the girl you liked the best katherine howard i don't know if she was having mic issues but i really couldn't hear a lot of like what she was saying it was hard to hear her yeah so um but i thought it was great i told ryan as we left i thought the songs like the first two songs were amazing and they progressively went down but only because i thought all the songs were good but the first two songs are like really really good whatever so I quite enjoyed it. I don't think I was as yeah. enthusiastic as you or our friends were, but yeah. I did enjoy it. I'm glad I saw it. Six. Okay. I watched this morning while I was laying in bed after sleeping in too late. I watched their NPR Tiny Desk concert. <gasps> oh, I have to watch that. Which I think was our cast, which is what I like. Because now when I go to YouTube Six, it's like the original Broadway cast and the Tonys yeah. and stuff. And I like them, but they're not my girls. You know, they're like I want to see my girls who I, you know, they they did something at the Boston Tree Lighting. So that's on YouTube. And then the NPR, Tiny Desk, I'm pretty sure is all our girls. And you have multiple girls because there was an understudy for our yeah. show this Sunday. Which the one on Tiny Desk was the one I saw, I think the original. But I have to confirm the names, but I'm pretty sure it's the same ladies and they're all just so cool and babes and they look so cool because they're in their like regular clothes and they look so different like the girl who plays Catherine Parr is so like trendy like I love her outfit her hair her nails it's like exactly what I would wear if I was her and was on tiny desk 
So it was just funny, like that, that's, you know, what they look like playbill on my dresser and I was obviously going through it at night and I looked yeah. at all the pictures and yeah like you like sh- the one who plays Catherine Parr the last wife yeah. doesn't look like how she looks on stage on stage she picture. looks old I thought she was like old and then in her in this tiny desk I'm like she's probably like my age yeah, although I am of, old <laughs> one of them like said shout out to my husband and my children and I'm like oh god think about that that you're on a national tour and you're touring the country for probably like half the year and you have kids and a husband at home That's maybe crazy. they come with maybe yeah okay so six six great recommend i think friend. great i think you would say good not great i would say good not great and you would Bitch. say great i would say okay. great okay do you want to go into harry and megan uh sure so but what I do you be- have to say about harry and megan i could be here all day interesting um, did you watch well, the the thing so harry and megan have a netflix documentary they yeah. last week released three episodes and then today released three episodes and is that um, all of it? Six episodes? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Um, and watching the first three episodes last week, everyone that I spoke to, I said, it really is like them trying to be like, look how great we are. This was all done to us. We didn't do anything wrong. Look how great we are. And I'm like, like Henry VIII's six lives. <laughs> yes. And on one hand, I'm like, great good because maybe they are maybe they are great and maybe this was horrible that was done to them it seems horrible it seems crazy but also it's like oh we're great we're saints like do we really need to make a documentary showing we're saints like no like you know who you are you don't need to but then these three episodes today it was really interesting you know they are painted to be terrible in the media and Megan's mm. saying oh I, you know when I go out in the street I wonder if people believe that like I'm shocked that people believe all these tabloids I didn't think they would but some do some don't but she said people have been really great but one thing about the episodes today she's saying though like everything in tabloids is fake so she said when she got to the UK there's like terrible tabloid stories about did you them. see the thing she posted about the little mermaid no I, I think it's real it was like Wow, watching Little Mermaid with my kids, and it was like <laughs> this girl falls in love with the prince and has to give up her voice, but but she gets it back in the end. Like that's her life. I have to check the source of that if that's legit. I think but, she did say that during the Oprah Winfrey. Um, yeah, like this wasn't recently. I just saw it recently, yeah, but it she, made me. I was like, okay, Megan. <laughs> well, I like I do roll my eyes at it, and like it just you made know. me laugh. But I do have some sympathy for her because the things that, like I said about her, are ridiculous and like. Oh yeah, she's treated horribly. Treated horribly, and that you know the comparisons they make to her and Kate is horrible. But she was saying today about the, so they did this whole analyzing like social media on them, and they found that like seventy percent of all the negative stories that come out about them that get picked up by like real like tabloids or newspapers or journalists are come from eighty three accounts, and it's. 83 social media accounts 83 social media accounts 70 percent of the stories come from 83 social media accounts and which are run by like a handful of caucasian mothers american who create like 10 15 multiple accounts and they group up and meet to discuss about okay what are we going to talk about megan this week hashtag markle exposed and like 11 of those accounts are samantha markle her like half sister Oh yeah, but then there's like they, they kind of like, and she knows that. that. Well, now she does because yeah. they did this this company called Bot Sentinel did an analytic thing on like it, like how uh, Diana was going to find the bots who were mean to Garcelle's son. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, Which, 
So, um, but then there was like implication that like these women are like brought together by like the British press, like the British press like reaches out to them. But I, I that wasn't really made clear through the yeah. document. Anyway, some of the things that they write on social media are terrible, obviously. And a lot of them are like, someone should kill Megan. Maybe I should do it, blah, blah, blah. Jesus and I'm like, that's Christ. just insane. And like, you think about social media being like so stupid and disgusting, but like, I immediately thought about um, Nancy Pelosi's husband. Like mm. some crazy man read on What's his social name? media. Paul? I think so. That Nancy Pelosi probably, you know, pro- crazy things online are probably like Nancy Pelosi created COVID and she's the reason we were all in our homes and she's the reason that oh. my kids want to get vaccinated and she's the reason inflation. Like, and then someone read that and went to her home to try to kill her. So I, Megan and Harry are well-founded fears this could happen and it's yeah. terrifying and I stand with them 100% and I think the Netflix show is unnecessary but yeah I'm obviously watching it and I but also the Netflix series is now going to make like people go crazy online or write stupid shit and crazy shit and like Megan's the worst and we want to kill her like it's oh does anyone say we want to kill Harry or it's all geared towards Megan or mostly? I think it's mainly geared and she even said like oh you know when like a guy meets a girl and he's spending all the time with the girl all his guy friends are like oh what happened to you you know that girl's taking you away from us she's like it's the story yeah. it's always the wife the girlfriend the woman's fault like especially yeah, but I think it goes in that example that can go both ways in if reality I'm- yes yeah but in the, the media yeah no mm. I have zero interest <laughs> I know, I know. That's why I was like, this will be good to explain to people because I know Ryan doesn't really have a background yeah. or understanding. So I will say, if you put this on Netflix, I'm going to eat this up. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be into it. But why? Why do you care? I don't know. I just have an investment yeah. and interest and more maybe in my own defense, his history. I like history. The monarchy yeah. in UK is historical. That's what I like. Um, but you could say, like, if Ivanka and Jared had a show on Netflix, he was the president. That's history. I, that's not. She's not my first lady, right? We're skipping over that number. She, no, role. she's not your first daughter, Ivanka. But you know what I mean. Anyway, yes. so I'm saying I eat this up. I love to watch it. I think it's, you know, I this is. You I'm, find the English monarchy interesting. Yes. The, I'm the yes. Only If this wasn't on TV, I would, like, forget about it. Like, you if forget not, about what? Harry and Meghan. Like oh, if they're yeah. not in the news and I'm not like looking at what she's wearing or if they're not announcing something like I, uh, there's no need for this. I wouldn't care. Yeah. So like they're doing this too. They're perpetuating interest. But also on the one hand, they but want But do you think interest. it's because of they need money and yes. that's why they're doing it. They yeah, that's why they're their Spotify podcast. They want to fund yeah. their Netflix show. They want to fund their charities. They need money for security. I mean, that costs millions and millions of dollars each year to have men live with them and follow them and take care of them and monitor social media and- you know, the, her litigation against the Daily Mail for publishing the letter that she sent her father that never got to her father. It was like intercepted by crazy people. Um, they need money. So yeah. it's. A so they didn't get thing. any money when they left. I mean, they probably did. And Harry will get some money. I'm sure when the queen died, he, I'm sure he got some inheritance money. And when the king dies, now King Charles, he will get money. Mm-hmm. But they were cut off from any public funding, taxpayer, UK funding. They were cut off from security guards that Harry had since he was like 15 years old. Like they were out. They have to say, no, we stay with queen stays queen. Queen stays queen and queen runs the show. But really kind of she did. Like William 
runs the show and it's it doesn't look good for William and Harry and I feel bad that I was gonna say it's gonna freaking tear their relationship apart more than it maybe already has I think it already is and now Harry is really implying that William well he says William was screaming and shouting at him and that he never had that this historic meeting between Harry William Prince Charles and the Queen and when Harry officially was like okay I'm done now after this meeting yeah Um, it's just like red white and blue he was like it's like living in a real soap opera it's crazy I feel bad but again they perpetuate it but they need it but yeah it's a whole ta-da so I don't think you should watch, but people. I'm not who, going to. I, I don't really have an opinion because I'm like other people would say, oh, yeah, he he did have a hard life, had a bed, but also he was born into like the craziest of white privilege and, you know, grew, grew up and with he everything. Knows no difference. Right. I don't blame him for that, but I just feel mm-hmm. like, yeah, people have a lot of opinions about the monarchy and I really don't care. The only opinion, I mean, of many opinions, but like if this was happening in America, we'd be pissed that our taxes are going to that. Like their taxes pay for their castles and things. I know. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so my next topic was Matt Rogers, but I'll just go quickly. So love Matt Rogers. He has a Showtime special right now. Have you heard of Christmas? I've watched it like 10 times. Talk about your entryway into Matt Rogers and who, who he is. Okay. So how I got in, I've been a fan of Bowen Yang since he started on SNL as a <laughs> featured not repertory cast member as Ego Wodum told him in my favorite Instagram video um so yeah and then he has a podcast called called Lost Culturistas with Matt Rogers that he, they've had since like 2016 which shout out to some people I know have been listening to it since like the beginning I'm for sure a bandwagon fan like um but yeah people do it like I think before Bowen was even on SNL like you know the cool indie New York people but I, yeah, I feel like Tara, friend of the Tara, pod, talked yeah. about it. Was she on it or like mentioned? I feel like they mentioned was. her because she called their producer like hot producer Joe HPJ, and then they started saying it. But this girl Nina, I also know who has podcasts I used to listen to. She was always really into them and talked about them, and she was did a lot of like UCB in New York. So she also, I was like, oh, she was she was ahead of the game. I don't know why I in particular started listening to it. I think because Ego Wodum was on and like Cecily Strong was on. But not Fire Island? Maybe Fire Island too. Yeah. And then I watched Fire Island this summer because they were like, it's gay pride and prejudice. And I was like, say no more. And I I really liked it the first watch. Second watch, I was like, this is kind of dumb, but I still enjoy it. But Matt Rogers is Bo and Yang's counterpart on the podcast and was in Fire Island. And then he was on the Showtime show. I love that for you, which I also watched and really liked. And they might not get picked up for a second season. So they're saying really watch it and stand and tweet a Showtime. So I need to do that. Okay. Because I want a second season. Um, So yeah. And then in listening to the podcast, like if I'm a Matt or a Bowen, I'm such a Matt. So (laughs) I really like just gravitated more towards him because he's like the louder, more outgoing one. He's from Long Island, New York. Like, I don't know. I just feel a kinship with him. And um Bowen's not loud and outgoing. He he not as much as Matt. Like if you listen to it, I feel like Matt talks way more on the podcast than just like but I think Bowen sometimes too is very tired from working this <laughs> all week. So he just, you know, like is a little more quiet. They're just different, you know. Matt's a Pisces, Bowen's Scorpio, they're different people. Um, so yeah, that's how I guess I got into him. So then when I found out he was coming out this Christmas special, I was like, oh my god, totally gonna watch it. And then he was going on tour. And he was coming to Boston. And I was like, maybe I'll go. And then I was like, I'm going to go. And he recommended watching the special first before you went to the Christmas show. 
But I don't know if I recommend that because I've watched the special like multiple times before I went to the show. So I knew most of the songs. So nothing was as like fun of a surprise or like a, like I went with my friend Ashley and she heard some of these songs for the first time. and She was like dying laughing. But, but it wasn't fun to sing along. It was because, you know, me, you know, I want to know like every single word and detail. So it, it was. But no one else was really singing along. It would have been fun if it had been more like I feel like when we go see Hamilton, I'm sure everyone like sings the whole time because now everyone knows all the words. Like, so I don't know. I kind of wish maybe I hadn't watched it first, though, just for like so I'd have the laughs like in person. Like usually when you go to a stand up show, it's not like, you know, right. all the jokes for me. Sometimes I do. Like if I yeah. see John Mulaney twice and I'm like, I saw the show already. I know all the jokes or whatever. But it was still great. His piano player, composer, like co-songwriter, all the songs is his name is Henry. I forget his last name, but there it's his ex-boyfriend. They lived together oh. for like two and a half years. He talks oh. about the special. He is so fucking cute. And he's <laughs> so good at the piano. The whole time Ashley and I were just like in love with Henry. We're like, we want them to get back together. We ship them. Oh, my God. Henry is perfect. We both followed him on Instagram. So we came, Henry Kapersky. So we came out of it. He like tours with Alan Cumming and is like Alan Cumming oh. musical director. That's why Alan Cumming was on the Lost Culture Races podcast because Henry got, you know, Matt and in there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so yeah, just love them, recommended. But I'm also now having like Matt fatigue because I've listened to him on like every podcast and yes. talk show and you hear the same stories a lot. So love him, we'll support him. Still is. Uh, Gabrielle Union was on Las Culturistas oh. a week or so ago. Would recommend for you. She talks a lot about love and basketball. Um, I mean, and how her, only in her like two, three scenes, but Sino- is it Sinoy? What's Sina? So that they weren't friends, and then they became friends like later in life. Uh, okay, good. But anyway, so yeah, I enjoyed it, but I wish maybe I hadn't watched the special first. But I would recommend the special. The songs are fire. I wish they were on Spotify. They get so <laughs> stuck in my head. How are they not on? I mean, I guess he says he wants to like record them and put them out as an album, but he hasn't yet. So I guess like, you know, they can't like take the audio from the show and make it an album. Maybe I thought that's what they do, but I don't know how that works. So that's my Matt Rogers update. Oscar movies, Oscar buzz. What do you have to say? So I went to say that. Can uh, I ask you a trivia question from last night at the bar? Oh, yes. Okay. So it was like final. I went to trivia last night at a bar and final one of the final round questions was, um, since 2016, two films nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars were names of European cities that were seven letters. You only had to name one. What were they? Nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Names of international cities. Yes, European cities. European, sorry. And seven yep. letters. Yeah. It took me a really long time. I kept just being like, Roma, Roma. But that's I, only I four. I immediately thought of Roma. And then the person I was with, I was like, just think of cities in France. Think of cities in England. You know, like I was really struggling. But I got there in the end, at the very end. Well, I mean, for, for are we going to wait here for 10 minutes? No. So you Well, I just thought minutes. maybe you would know. But you don't. So they were Dunkirk, which I did not get. Ah, yes. But yes, the yes. one I got was Belfast. Ah. And I was proud okay, of myself. Well, um, Europe, that's more like just... Great Britain, United Kingdom. Well, isn't Dunkirk Germany? No, I think Dunkirk is England. Oh, I don't fucking know. Anyway, that's all the English boat people came out to help them. I, I think know. it's like Paris in the Channel Wales. Islands or in Wales. Anyway. Okay, so Oscar so, movies. Oscar movies. I am pre-pandemic, pre-child. I would try to go see as many 
movies that were in the conversation nominated for Oscars or really? actually, yes in Courtney, the theater yes Courtney and I uh. did a decent amount one year yeah. um just because I like to be part of the conversation and I like to see good movies and I like to know what's going on and now I listen to podcasts about it I will see things if they come on streaming I mean I think last year maybe I went to one movie theater to see one um anyway so I am like into this you could care less for the Correct. most part yeah I want to know if you can think or name any movies that have been in the conversation this year that we anticipate will be nominated for an Oscar that if I can think of any right I specifically I'm thinking last week you asked me about Babylon and you were like what is yeah. this movie what's going on but I've yeah, been hearing yeah. about Babylon for like six months yeah is that what so, it's called Babylon yes so it's a five star song aside from Babylon can you everything of- everywhere all at once so I was okay. listening to a Golden Globes podcast jam session last night so I have some of them um I can't the whatever of Ishirin, the sons of Ishirin. Banishes. What is it? It's Banshees of Ishirin. Yeah. Um, that one. Written by Martin McDonough, who's a playwright who did you come see us, come with us to see at Behanning and Spokane on Broadway with yes, Christopher Walken? My husband Christopher Walken was in it. So yeah, so he wrote that. Okay, so those are two. <laughs> two. Um Well, it was horrible, but they said uh, Anna de Armas might be for Blonde might be like nominated, but I heard that movie was really bad. Yeah, no, but yes, uh, that is Elvis. I, that's what I was. Oh. I, I that's what I wanted you to talk about. That you like yeah. any other year, you would not. But you're like so hard for. Oh Elvis my god, Austin love- Butler doesn't win. I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> so, oh, so in- yes. Okay. So- I hear about them, but but yeah. I, I wanted to be like, you don't care about any of this. You don't hear about any things. But the fact that Elvis. What I wanted to ask you is, is Tick, Tick, Boom, was that last year? So like Andrew Garfield isn't up for this year? Correct. Because I would also, I wanted him to win, but I think that was last year. You did want him to win, but that was last year. That was my Elvis of last year. It was like Andrew Garfield as Jonathan Larson, Austin Butler as Elvis. But should you, win. You're right. So you don't care unless it's like this, like, I mean, I care. I always watch the Oscars usually. And I, I usually know the names of some of the movies, but even like last night on the Golden Globes pod, they were saying something like Kate Blanchett's nominated for something. Oh, for Tar. For Tar. Matt Rogers and Bowen love Tar. So like, I've heard about Tar. I listen okay. to the big picture sometimes. So I care, you know, and I care if people I like win. Like I'm reading Busy Phillips's book right now. So I'm like. I like Michelle Michelle Williams Williams, like you know although we haven't gotten to the Michelle part yet she's still like in high school but you know so like I care but yeah I don't care to like watch all the movies is this a reread of Busy's book or you've read it before I have never read it okay she was on Lost Culture Reese's a while ago I was listening to it we were in Florida and I was she was talking about her book that when she was on it was like when it first came out in like 2019 so I was like, I like Busy. I'm going to read it. And then I was watching Girls 5 Eva again last night. So I was like, let me revisit my friend Busy and Girls 5 Eva. Anyway, Oscar anyway. bus. Oscar bus. I don't even know if I liked Elvis that much as a movie. I watched it because Dacre Montgomery's in it, obviously. Who he's- is he in it? Good for him for getting that. He's so hot. Uh, because I think it- he's Australian, as is Baz Luhrmann. And I think they filmed a good amount in Australia. So I bet he'd like Baz had heard about him as like an up-and-comer. He is Steve... Binder, I believe is the guy's name. He's a real person, obviously. So Elvis, when 
he was like doing really well. And then Tom Hanks, the evil manager, was like getting him super commercial. He was in all those movies and they were going to do a Christmas special. And it became like super commercialized, basically. And and Elvis was kind of like a laughing stock at that point, at least according to the movie. Um, and all his buddies were like, really, you're selling like sewing machines with your face on it. And you're going to sell like a snow globe. Like this is like super corny. And then Steve Binder and then this other guy whose name I forget because Dacre didn't play him. <laughs> they had done, they were like young guys and they had recorded a special for another musician. I can't, I don't think it was James Brown. I don't remember. They did some special and people were like, oh, these guys are edgy. They're up and coming. So Elvis and his team like reached out to them and were like, we kind of need to reinvent Elvis. Elvis here. Can you help us with this Christmas special? And they kind of like took it over and made it something different. And they were at odds with his manager, Tom oh, Hanks, nice. the whole time. And it was when um, I think Bobby Kennedy got assassinated in the middle of when they were shooting it. June 5th. So that, yeah, my birthday. And then so Dacre was like crying best actor so good was like <laughs> you gotta say something ep because that's what they called elvis so he wrote a song like last minute about like you know how Bobby horrible Kennedy america dying. is basically and it became like this big viral moment and it kind of like brought elvis back and and like gave his career a new like you know surge so mm-hmm. that so dagger's not in it for very much it's like that short section but i watched the whole fucking three hour movie just to see him <laughs> And within it, I was like, Austin Butler is so good. Like, I usually don't give a shit, but I feel like he really, like, transformed into Elvis. And then I watched a bunch of interviews where he talked about it. And he's also it was super hot. Um, well, lots of Oscar buzz. He could. He could I really hope he wins because I think he deserves it. But I haven't seen any of the other performances. <laughs> but, you know, anyway. So, yeah. Okay. So you want to talk about Potomac? Sure. I'll just say I finished season one of Real Housewives of Potomac. I have Who some- you like? Yeah, I figured that's what you're going to ask me. It's hard now because I know because of Las Culturistas how horrible Giselle and Robin are now. So it's They're like, not, but yes. So it's hard for me to, I mean, and they always say Giselle's such a producer of the show. Like she, I think she would say that about herself. But even season one, she was already at the reunion. Everything she said was like, well, we're there, Katie, trying to film. There are cameras there and you're incoherent and can't talk. It's all about just like finding the, the scene for her, which is like kind of weird. I mean, I obviously think she's like funny with her like, one-liners even though she's like horrible and says things that I was so mad about I still like Karen for some reason like (laughs) I find her like fun to watch I guess like what she said to Ashley like she basically said you know go have your husband ejaculate in you and have your own kid versus like talking about mine which she didn't even say anything about her kid that is horrible because you think of all the people out there you don't know their stories you don't know their struggles don't ever say shit like that and she said something else horrible about like mental health. I want to say that I was like mad about. Um, Katie sucks, but she's not in it after season one. So it's like, who cares? Um, Robin's fine. She's just like basic. Sharice is like kind of nutty. I don't, I don't mind Ashley. I actually think for a 26 year old season one, she came across like pretty smart yeah. about certain things. And I feel Agreed. like in life, we'd probably agree a lot in like politics and things like that. Um but I know like things kind of go a little off the rails. I, I don't know why you'd fucking marry that guy who's super old. Money. He's a sh- I know. That's what seems, I'm like, you're 26. Like, it just seems so weird. And also, it's like kind of, you know, I'm not diagnosing her, but grow up without a father, older man figure takes care of you. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, the stuff with her mom was like sad. Yeah, very sad. But, so that was like, yeah. 
I liked it. It was definitely clear that it was like a first season. Like it wasn't yeah. as juicy and like it was kind of budget. So even like the title cards at the end on the finale of like, this is what they're doing now. Like it was just like super basic, like graphics and stuff. Like you could tell right. I didn't like spend a lot of money on it, but they talked a little bit about it at the reunion. So what I was saying is after watching <clears throat> season one, Real Housewives reunion of Potomac, and then they were also talking about this on an episode of Las Culturistas podcast that a lot of NBA players seem to cheat on their wives because they travel so much or their partners um, because like they're not at home and they're traveling so much. So I was thinking if I was a professional athlete and I was going to cheat on whoever I was with, I feel like baseball is probably the one where it's easiest to get away with it because they're gone so much and for long and like they play the most games. But I feel like now it's almost like NBA and maybe NFL has this like reputation. So which athletes do you feel like cheat the most? And is it based on like their schedule? I think um, it, I don't think it's based on anyone's schedule. I don't think it's yeah. based on sport. I think it's um, American and global obsession with celebrity or anything. You could be like yeah. the seventh starting player on the Minnesota Timberwolves and you walk into a bar and be like, I'm on the Timberwolves and a girl's going to want to hook up with you. You think so? so? Yes. Oh, okay. 100%. Um, so I just think it's slim picking for these guys. Like NBA players do not slim picking the opposite. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, do not get married until you're leave, left the game. Just don't cheat. Well, A, don't cheat. But if you are going to want to be with multiple women, do not get married until you're retired. Right. But do you feel like it is basketball where that's where we hear the most about it? I think we hear the most about it because basketball players are like in our reality shows. Like not yeah. many NFL players are in our reality shows or their wives. Like Monique's husband. Yeah. But like there's a whole show, Basketball Wives. Like, yeah. Like, you know, so Tristan Thompson is on Kardashian. Oh, no, like, Tristan Thompson. Right. Like, we we know more about these players because their significant others are in the public eye. Yeah. Um, I mean, Just I don't... Like you don't care as much about it with baseball, and I feel like that'd be so easy to cheat if you're a baseball player. I'm sure it is, and I'm sure it happens every single day. Mm-hmm. But, like, until there's, like, the Formula One Netflix show about baseball players... And we're, yeah. we're not going to get like, you know. Oh, that was a trivia question last night is name a name an NFL team that has been on hard knocks more than one season. I don't know. I think it was the Cowboys and then it was the Rams. But I think because like one St. Louis, one L.A. Anyway. Right. All right. Well, I was just curious. I feel like there I've been hearing because of Potomac and other things lately. It's like, oh, you know, NBA players, they always cheat. And I'm like, what the fuck? I don't it's think it's like, any different than any other sport. Yeah. Okay. What or, is New Hampshire hiking? We could go back to that because that's not prevalent. But um, yeah. recently there was a story about one hiker who was like an experienced hiker who fell and died. And mm-hmm. this has been like perpetually happening, I would say, for the last three years, especially yeah. during the pandemic when people couldn't do other things. So they took up hiking. But even the most advanced hikers have been going out and like, you know, freezing to death or falling or getting injured and like it yeah. missing. Like over Christmas, a Massachusetts girl was hiking in New Hampshire. She was very young. Like her family just dropped her off at the start of the mountain or whatever. And she died. And I'm like, 
stop doing this. Why are we going? Uh, like it's every few months you hear about this happening and even to experience. Is it just like, in New Hampshire or just like across I mean, it might just America, be, the globe? Like I, I might just be New Hampshire because I am close to New Hampshire and I'm getting information about New Hampshire and stories, but I do yeah. feel like it's prevalent up here. Like, and, and it's the weather's changing, global warming, things are different. Like you're not as prepared as you thought you might be because it was different a year or two ago, blah, blah. I'm just yeah. like, stop. We this is we don't need to do this. Yes, walking and hiking is good for your mental health and exercise, but we do not need to keep going into these upper depths and testing all these limits. And you you gave the ultimate limit. You've tested the ultimate limit. Do you ever see what Amy Fuller talks about free solo? No. Well, I'll never watch that because I'm She's like, like She's like, oh, Seth Meyers. She's like, I watched it all on the flight. I couldn't look away. I'm obsessed with story. What an idiot. No one told him to do that. He didn't need to do that. And she's obsessed with Judge Judy. She goes, Judge Judy would have been like, what are you stupid? What are you dumb? What? Just don't go up. What are you doing? And he's saying in interviews, like, I have to do this. I have to do this. And she's like, he doesn't have to do this. There's no money on it. There's no right. like, Dennis record. Like, and all his friends are even like, you don't have to do this. Like, no one is telling him to do this. And I'm sure even if like New Hampshire recreation, the state like prevented entry, like people would still go on and figure out not bad, but like, like wild book or movie. Right. Like the state is not really collecting that much money, like maybe hotel rep, like tourist. So like, just stop it. Just say like, I feel like it's probably mostly local people. It is local people. I'm like, but let's close off these hiking trails for a little while. Let's like make people go through like training courses if you do want to go to like hike up into these places like it's insane there's so many stories about it I don't understand why people keep doing it but if something's like a little hike that you don't need any experience for like that we could do as people who don't hike are you saying the same thing like are they dying on easy hikes no they're not they're like going up into the white mountains like don't do it that's what I'm saying like go walk in your local park like go Go to. They need the adrenaline. That's what I'm saying. You're testing the limit, but the limit is there, and you are push it to the limit. Anyway, that's my PSA. Don't go hiking, even if you're an experienced hiker, because it's becoming a problem. Or if you do go, maybe tie yourself to something and bundle up. No. Um, Also, to go into your segue from Real Housewives of Potomac, um, Real Housewives Miami. Yeah. Get on. I thought you're gonna you're gonna say fire flames, yeah. Fire flames, get on. Okay. Even if I've never watched before, you could start the season. I okay. it's the first four episodes dropped on Peacock. I yep. was enthralled. I watched them all. Even after my child got dropped off my house, I was like, okay, well, we're gonna sit, watch this together. I gave her. And what did she think of Larsa Pippen? Who's her favorite? Um, she likes Marisol. Which oh, okay. you, you I don't know think. who that is. Um, Marisol, if you do want to get deep into it, you could watch the earlier seasons with her and Alexia. How many are there? I think there's three. Oh, that's earlier, not bad. And then there was two now in the new era. Uh, okay. But it's going to get wild. And these first four episodes were great. And I just have to, I mean, PSA. I, the people who listen to this are already watching Miami. I was going to but... say that the group text blowing up. I don't even like sometimes read that group test some days because I don't know. Because you don't know, yeah, five seasons of Miami. Yeah. Like this is the fifth season, I guess. Right. But just watch these four episodes over the weekend and you'll be like, whoa. And you'll have so many questions for me. And I'm just so busy, Jill. I don't know if I can get to it. That's Moving a joke. on. Um, <laughs> I want to add something that I didn't have here that I meant to ask you about. Yes. Jennifer Coolidge. Yes. 
great. We love her. I think love we her. most knew about her from like Best Christian Show Gets. and then Legally Blonde as as youngsters. Cinderella story. Oh, yeah. But my thing is, I feel like she has been typecast into this these like dumb roles. Yes. And I don't think of her as dumb because I feel like to be like that funny, you have to be pretty, like very smart, you know, to be like your comedic timing and just be funny. And now she's on these old Navy commercials that make kind of no sense. But she, even in those, she's playing kind of like a ditzy well, I idiot. Think co-opted this persona because even when she won the Emmy, she kind of was like... She seemed kind of weird. Right. So I think she's... she's Like, do you think she's actually... I don't think she's dumb, but it's like, what is this? And is it just, yeah, like, because we all see her as such that she then feels like, yeah, she has to fit that role. But it's so weird to me. I bet she's, like, really smart or, like... Yeah. I'm always like, oh, she'd probably be so cool to hang out with, but I'm like, maybe not. Maybe she's fucking weird. Like... I'm sure she's weird on one hand. I'm sure she's an odd duck, but yeah, I do think she's playing up this role that she's been cast in for many, many years and that we as a public see her in. Yeah. I I think, yeah, she's, uh, she's going along for the ride, but good for her. Oh yeah. I love, but that's the thing. We all love her. I yeah. love her. I love cool. I just wonder who she really is. You know, if we sat and had a, had a glass of wine, both edges of the sword. I think she knows what she's doing, but also she's a little off. Yeah. I just said she, because even they were talking on Las Culturistas about Best in Show and saying how funny just her line of, with the older husband is we both like soup and uh, <laughs> talking and not talking. We can talk and not talk for hours. And they're like, that's one of the funniest things we've ever heard. And she came up with that. Oh, know, did most she? likely if it was like, well, most of that is improv, I guess. I mean, maybe it was Christopher Guest, but like, they're like, it's just so funny. And like one of the best things we've ever heard. And it's just funny to me that I'm like, I mean, I love soup. So I just appreciate that. Yes. Anyway, yeah, I just wanted to ask you what you thought the deal with Jennifer Coolidge was. Yeah. But you can continue through your um, topics. My topics. Um, so this weekend, this past weekend, because we had been yes. a little bitty the prior, busy the prior weekends. We, we had got- been a little bitty that prior weekend. <laughs> Um, we got our Christmas tree and decorated in our house. And um, in all my years of being on my own and getting my own tree, we have watched um, a Charlie Brown Christmas while we decorate the tree. Um, and you and I have lived together for 18 years and then for some years in apartments. Yeah, I was talking about that recently. Yes. And <laughs> Now that you are on your own and decorating your home and starting your traditions, is there yeah. anything that you listen to or watch and watch while you decorate? So funny that you asked this because <laughs> last year I didn't get a tree because I had a dog who was like one and kind of nuts. And I thought he might knock it over or pee on it or eat ornaments. So I didn't get a tree. It was very sex. I don't really give a shit about decorations and decorating for holidays. But I do like getting a Christmas tree and decorating it usually brings me joy. Even when I did have roommates who weren't you, I was always the one who went and got it because the other roommates like didn't care to do it. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, I want a tree, so I'm just going to go do it, you know, and that kind of made me realize how much I like it and why I continue to do it. So two years ago, before I had Clark and I got a tree for the first time in my first place by myself, I went and got a tree and I had been rewatching the OC while I was working out. So while I was decorating the tree, I was watching season two of the OC, end of season two. Is that when, Tijuana? That's season one. <laughs> uh, see, end of season two is Kirsten's 
becomes an alcoholic and her dad dies. And the episode I was watching is when she screams, <laughs> I might like my Chardonnay, but I am not going <laughs> to die alone. And that's more than I can say for you. And she yells it at her dad. It's the last thing she says to him before he dies. So I posted on Instagram and mom DM me. It was like, is this about me? <laughs> Talking about Chardonnay. But I was like, no. But it, it made me laugh. And I was like, I'm watching like season two of those. So this year when I was like, when I get my tree, now it is tradition that I have to watch the OC like, decorate my tree because I did that last time and I enjoyed it so much. So I was watched. I'd watched a couple episodes of season one a couple of months ago because I just always, you know, I'm running those. Like to jump back in. Yep. So I watched season season one, episode four, the debut, the cotillion episode, while mm-hmm. I decorated my tree. It wasn't as fun this year because I had done so much that day that I was so tired by the time I got home. But I was like, I'm saying a week, I'm going to do this and decorate and it's going to be fun. God damn it. But it wasn't as fun. But so my tradition now, probably forever, will be forever to watch more. the OC, which I again, I watch year round. Usually every summer I watch it. It's like, you know, a summer thing. But while well, I de- decorate my Christmas tree. That will be your tradition going forward. Yes, it will be. At first, I was listening to the rewatchables episode of Mean Girls, and I was getting into it, even though I've listened to it before, and I was like, you know what? I got to put the OC on for decorating. Yeah, and I feel like I haven't been into, like, the Christmas season, and I hadn't really watched or listened to anything. And then when I was decorating my tree, we put on Charlie Brown Christmas. And last yeah. night, I put on Rudolph for yeah. my daughter. For the first time? Yeah, she could care less. What? She has, like my um, fave. She has a Rudolph toy that she loves. She has no idea it's from this. She loves it every day. She like hugs it and kisses it, but I put it on the TV. She couldn't care less. Wow. Maybe next year. Maybe next year it'll feel more Christmassy. You know what I always say about Clarice? Hottest claymation reindeer I'd like to fuck. (laughs) So hot. (laughs) When I was watching, I was like, why are we doing this? Like deer, like this deer is probably like months old, a year old, and he goes to like try out to be on Santa sleigh, and it's all about I'm like, cute. Meeting, yeah, meeting um, other women. I'm like, why well, are we no, sexual? Meeting his friend. It's you know. Well, do you know what Mario Cantone has a whole bit about how it's about how he's gay, and daughter's like, no son of mine's gonna have a red nose, you little fruit. I'm gonna put a black thing on it, and he does it for like he has like a whole long bit about how that's what it's like an allegory for it. It's so funny. I just think like in real life, like this deer is probably like months old, not even a year. And it's like, was that a story slash song before that movie? I don't know, but it's 1964. So it's been around for eons. Who made that? Like, who was like, we'll tell the story about a reindeer. We got to go back in the church. I'm sure like the song Germany, they were like, we have reindeers with Santa. We're going to make this part of the lore. And then someone wrote a song about Rudolph, which is a weird name anyway. And then probably a German name. Oh, I didn't think about that. And yeah. uh, I was thinking, wasn't Rudolph uh, SNL? Was like an Eddie Murphy character? Not that I don't know. know. But anyway, anyway, so that's what I think of. So. Hey, you want to round out with uh, Tom Brady? I just want to talk about how great it is that Tom Brady sucks. sucks. And the Buccaneers' apologies to my husband are terrible and having a terrible season. And Tom Brady could break as many tablets as he want on the side of the. God, you sound field. yeah, so gleeful. And he's getting divorced and he's just, I, I think he's going to retire down. after this year, but it's not going out like he wanted it to. Is and he dating that girl? I don't know. I don't care. How it's, many tablets has he broken? You know, I don't watch football. Really. Like every week he throws one. There's like so many memes of him. I think the budget, too. you know, has that every week. Like we got to have an extra one because Tom's going to break it. And they have to be Surface, Microsoft Surface, because they have the deal with the NFL. So it's always has like a I big got. Microsoft. They're probably simple. pissed at him. 
Yeah, he like Microsoft Surface is probably like, yo, whoever PR for the Bucks is, get this dude in line. You're showing how break easily breakable our tablets are. Right. So I, yes, this is making me happy that Tom Brady is so terrible at football right now. He yeah embarrassing loss, Ryan, this past Sunday. With like, the Chiefs, right? Against oh no, against the Niners. Yeah. Like 35 to 7 against a kid who's like been in two NFL games, who was the last, the last, last pick in the NFL draft. Wow. The bottom. And he crushed him. And he Purdy, his name is. Great job, Purdy. Wow. I'm sure that's a lot of memes. Yeah. Uh, but I just want to talk Tom about Tom Brady him. not looking so purdy anymore. That's probably what the New York Post said. They probably said something even dumber than that. Uh, yeah, he said, I was telling last night that when we played trivia in Block Island, our team was Tom Brady sucks balls. And it was right after the deflate gate and how we got a couple booze because we were in Rhode Island. And yeah. I was like, but now if that was my team name, it would be apropos. Why? Because he does suck. Tom Brady sucks balls. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. He fucking sucks, dude. Oh, um, did you see um, Peyton Manning has like, I don't know, he's like rebranded as a Show media guy. Eli. Yeah, but he has like a different show. And there was a commercial okay. with Mark Sanchez and they like, they, the joke is that they got into a fender bender. So they do like, oh, you you bumped into my butt and the butt phone, blah, blah, Mark Sanchez. But then Mark says, oh, um, I the name of my insurance number is like 17 to 8 because that's the last time we played you. The Jets beat the Colts 17 to 8. When and Mark I was, like, was QB and Peyton was QB? Yeah. And that Dude, was like, Mark had some crazy games he just wasn't consistent like most quarterbacks agree but Jets. i was like i'm glad that peyton knows that and the rest yeah. of his life he's like the last time i played mark sanchez i lost i guess for you Jets. mark yeah. i feel bad that i'm always still such a stand for mark because didn't he like hook up with an underage girl oh i do not know this and all the all the headlines are like dirty sanchez i i don't know if if i knew this i blocked it out I think it wasn't ever like allegedly. Yeah, don't up with say an underage. underage. Girl. You don't. I think it was like never. Does the story of Mark Sanchez and a seventeen-year-old girl matter? Please, your report. But anyway, I feel like that was like a thing oh, that God. everyone forgot. And there are certain people you know I hate because of things like this, like Julian Edelman. Um, yeah, we who I used Edelman. to think was cute, and then you told me that he did bad, non-consensual things to person allegedly. So you know yeah anyway i have to do more research because i don't know if i can always stand mark sanchez if he fucking you know is a dirtbag well i hope not but anyway moving on to our segment because i have a couple things i wanted to run by you Mm -hmm. is so current event of the week i wanted to use this time to ask you about (laughs) <laughs> what does it mean now that the Democrats have 51 Senate seats? And why is that so important? Okay. So yeah. very and it was because of Georgia. It was a big Georgia thing. Matt Rogers mm-hmm. talked about it at his show and then he dropped the microphone on stage. It was very funny. The Georgia runoff. Um, so to pass laws, you need a majority in the governing bodies of our country. Mm-hmm. So in America, there are 50 states. Each state gets two senators for a total of 100 senators in the Senate. Mm -hmm. So that's an even number. So when it's tied, there's no majority. The vice president of the United States, then when there's a tie on bills and laws, comes into the Senate and votes. And that tips it one way or the other. So (laughs) I didn't even know that. Hey, Kamala. So if we have 50 senators, the Democrats being we. Yeah. The Republicans have 50 centers. That's a yeah. tie. 
Yeah. We have a Democratic president. We have a Democratic vice president. Probably 99.999% of the time, yeah. Madam Vice President Kamala Harris is going to vote with the Democrats. So yeah. any vote that goes in front of the Senate, we would assume will go in the Democrats' favor because even if it's a 50-50 tie, yeah. we got our Madam Vice President coming in, breaking the tie, tipping right. it our way. That's not always true. There's some rogue Democratic senators. Also, you know, whatever yeah. the bill is, there might be some. So we're not always going to get that. But it was very important for yeah. us to win in Georgia for that yeah. reason. So then let's do like there's Senate, there's Congress, there's the House. We're going to this is going to. All right. All right. Long, but, but OK, yes. so 51 senators. Good. Yes. Um, Congress is the House of Representatives, congressmen and Senate together. I mean, we're, we could schoolhouse rock this, but it would take the whole hour. That's the thing. I don't get like when things pass in the Senate, but not in the House and like with the and checks and balances. things can only go through the House and not the Senate. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, then, I was watching Hamilton yesterday on Disney Plus okay. uh, because it's been a while and I was like, oh, I'm in the mood. And I had some like easy work stuff to do. So I had on the background and I was Googling Lin-Manuel Miranda with long hair because <laughs> I was just looking at pictures of like how he had it when he wasn't in the show and like how he handled having that long hair and how he styled it because I don't usually like a long hair. And I was curious. Um, and there something came up when I Googled Lin-Manuel Miranda long hair was that I don't know if it was just like a clickbait like pop up, but it was like Meghan Markle, bigger Hamilton fan than Lin-Manuel. Is that a part of the documentary or is that just a thing? Is she obsessed with Hamilton? I don't know. I haven't gotten to that part yet if it's even in there. Yeah. So I was just curious. I'm like, what? So I got to I'm like, why is she known for being like such a Hamilton head? And why more than Lin-Manuel Miranda? Yeah, it was weird. Anyway, my support perlative question for you of the week, Jillian, and this yes. kind of goes back to some of the things we were talking about is. What is your favorite Christmas song? Oh my goodness. And I don't care. I don't want to hear Away in a Manger. I want to hear pop diva classics. So nothing religious. Because I do oh, love Unless those. that truly is your. I mean, like, I do like the. Do you hear what I hear? Book. Whitney is great. And that is the religious, but it's the Whitney version. Yeah. Um, you hate Christmas rapping. I enjoy it. Oh, I don't <laughs> hate it. It's just so fucking it's not annoying. my favorite. Um, I don't know. I, I also the- wasn't listening to any Christmas music. Something I did the last few years is I didn't really listen to any Christmas music until like December 13th around happy birthday, Tom DeLong, not Taylor Swift. And so, and I did the same thing this weekend before I got my tree. I listened to Christmas music in the shower. Cause I have like a little playlist it's called who wants Bailey's from the video with the guy with the tree. Well, the, um, the po- uh, playlist that you sent was all Christmas songs by like pop punk bands. Yeah. Yeah. So we started listening. So I was like, oh, maybe, you know, Eleanor doesn't really need to hear these versions. What? A guy named Bubba unwrapped my package in jail on Christmas? Like 92? I won't be home for Christmas? Um, I do find myself singing Silver Bells like the past two weeks. It's Christmas time in the city. You know what the real answer should be for both of us? What? Jingle Bells, Barbara Streisand. Well, the, yeah. Yeah, that's it then. I got to watch that to sleep. Mine, I think, has been for many years and probably still is my only wish this year, Britney Spears. Yes, uh, that's a um, Santa can underrated. I feel like we don't talk about that enough or listen to it enough. I listen to it all the time. A newer fave of mine is um, 
I think it's called Oh Santa, but it's Mariah, Ariana, and Jennifer yes, Hudson. I like Santa's that. Santa's gonna come and make you mind this Christmas. I like I that, like that song. A very underrated Christmas song that I discovered in the last few years, even though it's older than that, is Seasons of Love by 98 Degrees. Would recommend. I don't know that, but not the Red Seasons of Love? No, it's called Season of Love. Sorry. It's a season of love. Bill Shays are really giving it to me. Also, Merry song. Christmas, Happy Holidays. That's a. Yeah, Betty Who does the cover. I sent that to you and Caitlin the other day. Oh, I don't what remember. Christmas means to me, Hanson, obviously. Yes, all the Hanson albums. Also, actually, my favorite Christmas song that I made us all watch on repeat last year is I Don't Care What Your Mama <laughs> Says. Christmas is number one. Yes, the SNL Christmas songs. Yes, so good. Okay, so your favorite might be Silver Bells is your superlative answer. I don't know that to be sure but i is do it all house. i want for christmas is you no but i do like that one too yeah it's on the playlist i have the my chemical romance version obviously on obviously. my christmas playlist okay and then uh wrapping up with our six degrees of kevin bacon i'm ready so funnily enough like i said last week i did a man i did charlie day so i was like this week i want to do a woman and i immediately thought of marissa tomei she's been in two movies with kevin bacon so she does not qualify um chris Love. Yes. And then an older one that I think Kira Sedgwick either like wrote or directed in oh, the I think early aughts and they're both in it together. And I was like, that's probably why I subliminally was thinking. I mean, I love Marissa Tomei, right. but that of like, oh, we, I should do Marissa Tomei, but it's probably because they're in crazy stupid love together, but they don't really interact. So, no. so I scratched Marissa. Sorry. Love her. And I said, Margot Robbie will be my um, person to you. And I haven't really even done this yet. So I might do some research and try to look at it while you're thinking. Yeah. If we could play longer than 15 seconds of a song, I could play a Christmas song, but we're only allowed 15 seconds, according to. So Margot Robbie has been in a lot of movies with big name people. So Mm -hmm. this shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. I find what I need to do is more research on movies that Kevin Bacon is in. Cause I can only ever think of like crazy, stupid love or. All the president's men is that a what it is? A few good men. A few, a few good, good men. men. Yeah, sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, oh, Sadie sinks in the whale. I forgot that. Yeah, she is. I'm on IMDb right now. Um, but Margot Robbie's in a lot, a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And I had to do a quick Google of, to see if she wasn't anything directly with Bacon that I'd maybe forgotten about. So you're thinking like Bacon's movies are Crazy Stupid Love, Footloose, and. But he's also in Apollo 13. Right. I forgot about that. Um, Yeah. So Margo's been with all like the big heavy hitters. Mm -hmm. But now I just got to get her to Kevin, who's been in movies with heavy hitters. I think I can do it. Okay, go. Is Jack Nicholson in? A Few Good Men, yes. A Few Good Men. Okay. So Margo Robbie is in Wolf of Wall Street with Leonardo DiCaprio. Is in The Departed with Jack Nicholson, who is in A Few Good Men with Kevin Bacon. Well done. Again, I'm probably there's probably a shorter way, but Leo's usually a good route to people. She's not in a movie with Ryan Gosling. Well, Barbie. But that's okay. Not and what's Gosling in? Oh, Crazy Stupid love. love. I count that. That's good. Uh, okay. It doesn't matter if it's not out yet. You know, it'll come out. Michael Sarah's in it. Is he? Someone else I really like is in it. Well, Sersha well, was going to be in it, but she couldn't. She's really upset about it. Was she going to be Barbie? No, apparently she's going to be Midge. Us dumb redhead fuck. <laughs> Not Skipper. In the trailer park, Midge. Um, apparently there's sequences of like 
different Barbies. And yeah. Saoirse was going to be one of them. Apparently it's like super under wraps. Like Michael Sarah was on Justin Long's podcast and he couldn't like say anything about it. He's like, well, I can't even be- tell you who I'm being. And he was the last minute. I think someone else was supposed to do it and they dropped out. So they called Michael Sarah and were like, can you fly to London and be in the Barbie movie? And he was like, and he thought his agent would be like, oh, I don't know that he's that interested. And then he was like, the Barbie movie with Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie written by Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig. I'll be there. Well, he yeah. was like, so yeah, some people in it that we like. Will Farrell. Some people like him. Some people don't. In Barbie? Uh, yeah. Nicola Coughlin, my girl. Claire Devlin from Dairy Girls. Kate McKinnon. Simu Liu. Oh. America Ferrara. Emerald Fennel. Alex Ship. What is she from? I know her. She's like young. There's a lot of people in this movie. But oh, that she's also- Tick, Tick, Boom. She's Susan, his girlfriend. Oh. So yeah, there's a lot of people in it and people we like. So yeah. I hope it's good. Do you think so. it'll be like dark because it's Noah Bumbeck and um but we like Greta. Greta? Of course. I gotta watch Little Women again soon. But 94 is better. Every yes, but every quiz I take online that's like which fictional character are you, I always get Joe March. And I'm like, oh. facts. Especially Search of Joe March. I am I related so much to her in that movie. It makes me cry every time when she's like, women are so smart and just as good as men, but I'm so lonely. I'm like, oh my God, I feel this so much. Joe March makes me cry every time. So you would say no to Chalamet. But I don't want to be with the German fucking. No, I would say yes. I would say yes to Christian Bale. Yeah, not in real well, life, but Lori from 94. Yeah. And I would be pissed if my sister, looking at you, Jill, then fucking married him. Well, it was the younger sister. So Dumb. imagine. But you would say yes to Lori, not necessarily the actors. Playing. I don't know if I'd said yes to Chalamet, Lori. He was actually whiny and annoying. Yeah. I might be like, no. And then when he does go to Paris with Amy and he's all like drunk and broody, I'm like, fuck you. Well, so was Bale in 94 Little Women. I know, but I usually don't watch it when they get older. Because <laughs> that's, when- that's a bad time. No more Kirsten Dunst. Exactly. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. All, all right. right. Well, I think we got a lot done. That This is a great podcast of Good Not Great. I thought last week was better, honestly. I think oh. we talked for a long time about some of these topics, but all right. Well, we don't have to rank them. No, we are. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for I your got... service. Thank you. See you then. See you then.